Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, D-Living Stone. Woo! Oh, man. Welcome back to another day. Oh, man. Up in Adam, early morning. I forget which day it is. Today is Friday. You know, um, as far as like I'm doing this this uh, this push up challenge, and um, I think one day I said it was day four, and then I went back and counted. It was actually day six, so we must be up to day eight. So I haven't done them yet. Um, just uh, getting ready to hit the road. Thank you. Yeah, this young man mentioned my shirt when I walked into Wendy's. Yo, you got the drip. I said you just trying to gas me up, man. I said, I should carry them around. I don't have any with me. I could have sold you a, 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 a shirt, but no. I've got them. I don't have the, the matching mask. This is just the mask that I put on that I had on yesterday. But yeah, that was it. You got to stay um, You got to stay up. Yeah, this is something that I uh, 
that I believe wholeheartedly, you know, I like this thing with acronyms, you know, give relentless and immediate nutrition to your dream. Yeah, you got to feed the dream. If you don't feed it, who will? So a friend of mine that um, a, a podcaster in, um, in Canada sent me this, um, this message about uh, Barbados seeking its independence, you know, from, from, uh, from, the, from the queen which I thought was interesting. Courts of how Britain's first slave owners built a new kind of society. Barbados became the world's first slave society. This is a unique historical development. A slave society is quite different from a society with slaves. All the societies in the hemisphere had enslaved peoples. But Barbados was the first to be built and sustained completely upon the enslavement of Africans with no alternative system of economic development. The slave system was ruthlessly enforced right from the start. One document found here dates from 1661. It's known as the Barbados Slave Code. Authored by the island's most powerful slave owners, it gives a rare insight into their way of thinking. Part of that process of transforming people from human beings and into things is to justify it. And on the very first page of the Barbados Slave Code, it describes Africans as people who are heathenish and brutish and uncertain and dangerous kinds of people. This is early racism, a racism that's born out of not just hatred but self-interest. The question is, does that language originate in the context of Barbados or is it imported from England into the Barbadian space? The historical evidence suggests that both of these things are taking place. The English arrive in the Caribbean already with a fully formed racist and racial view about other people, especially African peoples. But the market conditions have enabled an existing racial mentality and racist mentality to take root in economic and financial management. And so you build an economy that is reflecting your state of mind. The code goes beyond racist ideas. It details the slave owners' reprisals for acts of resistance. Looking at the slave code, the issue of violence comes up very quickly. It says here that if any Negro shall offer any violence to any Christian, any white, by striking or such like, that Negro shall, on his first offence, be whipped, on his second offence be severely whipped and have his nose slit and be burned with a hot iron on some part of his face. The Africans are in revolt, they are in resistance. The English have made an enormous investment, capital investment in their plantations and their enslaved labor, and they want to make a profit. So this system requires extremely violent suppression. So this blueprint for how to run this sort of militarized, highly capitalistic, entrepreneurial, brutal, terror-based society, this spreads out from here, doesn't it? Barbados is the incubator. Barbados is the experiment that it could be done. So this island is unique, not only for its beauty and all the contemporary positive features, but this is where the greatest, the 
the greatest experiment in human terror in the modern era was first put in place in Barbados. The British spread the slave code across the Caribbean colonies. Jamaica's National Institute holds a rare collection that reveals how the slave owners enforced the code. We have here a slave like shackle and somebody was caught trying to run away from slavery. This would have been placed on them. So that's put onto your leg, yeah. and you can't run away. You'll cut your other leg, cut never mind other. the weight. Right. Oh. Here we have a Brandon Ann, so you can imagine, and this was used not only to mark ownership of the slaves, but also as a punishment piece. I've read about where, slaves you know, being returned from having escaped and being branded on the face. On, on the, the face, yeah. Uh -huh. We have here our tongue restraint, and this piece would be placed around the mouth to hold down the tongue, mm -hmm. and it latches at the back. As you can see, there are three holes, so chances are could have been used for a child. Those implements, those implements of torture, are just disgusting to me in a way that few things are. I don't really know why. I don't know why I'm so irrational about it. Um, you're supposed to be detached as a historian, and I kind of can't be with those things. And every now and then you'll hear someone say that if slavery was as bad as people say it was, then the slaves would have, would have risen up and they would have used their numerical advantages to, to overthrow the whites. Well, when you look at those things, you realize it was a system based on terror. It was a system that was medieval in its brutality. And people just had their life and their capacity to resist just beaten and tortured out of them. And those are the things in that room that, that, that were used to do that. And I'm glad that they're quite rare. I'm glad that most of them, I shouldn't feel this way as an historian, I'm glad most of them were melted away. Um, but the few that, that remain just cut into me in a way um, which I can't really explain. You know, so growing up in um, in Brooklyn, but being born in Barbados, I never knew about the, the slave code in in Barbados. Like my my parents never spoke about it, and it was like, yo, why didn't I know about this? And I found out about it a little um, wow. It must have been about a couple of weeks back. You know, you hear about things. I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting down. Now I'm, I'm sort of like upset. I'm like, why didn't my parents talk about this? Why wasn't this? Thank you. Why wasn't this mentioned in the uh, in the Oxley household? You know, it was. Uh, it's like, yo, there's just some things that I guess you know. Um, 
It would be good to know. It would give you a sense of pride. Good morning, Bruce. How you doing this morning? You know, I, I had the idea that we um we came to this country on banana boats. And so I was I was the kind of kid that took things literally. So the only picture in my mind that I had of a banana boat was the Mr. Softy banana split. I sh- and why would I think that we came to this country on a banana split? But that was the banana boat. I'm like, so I remember asking my parents, did we get here on a, a banana boat? And so if, any, if you got anybody, anyone from the island, you know what a troop says, right, Marquette? You suck your teeth. Sucking your teeth is, is, is so disrespectful, and it means so many different things, you know? So I don't know what... Are you stupid? You know, what are you talking about? We didn't get here on a banana, banana boat. You know, we get here on a plane. So when I actually did take a plane... To go to Barbados, um, you know, as a kid, it was just like I, I would work with my father on Saturday mornings. And the whole eagerness for me to go and work with my dad on a Saturday morning was because my brother would come back home with these Entenmann cakes and he would eat the entire Entenmann cake. You know, you know, he'd have the, the little the, the cakes, the, the white box, the Entenmann's. They had a um a factory out in, in, in Brentwood. He would sit Bayshore. He would sit and eat the entire cake. So I wanted to go work with my father so I could I too could enjoy Entenmann cakes. Why not? I deserve a slice of Entenmann cakes. But my father was not paying me. I was like, yo, this is yo, what's up with this, man? He, like, did the plan change? My brother got the cakes. Why don't I get? I don't get any cash. Like, I'm like, what is this, man? This is like free labor. I felt like, yo, this was, this was, he must have knew something about free labor because I was working for him for free, essentially. I didn't get paid until 76. Um, we took a trip to Barbados and I remember like, yo, getting on a plane. So we didn't have a car growing up. So we had to take a car from, Brooklyn to get to the airport. So now I'm driving and had never been in a car before. We've been on a bus. You know, a bus is different than a car. And so, yeah, that is unfortunate, man. That's that's not that's not the good way to 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 that's that's reinforcing. This is Marquette saying unfortunate is how it works. You know, you you just work as a kid. You got you know trying chores and then you get chore from the chore, you get compensated. Like working and not getting compensated. I put a roof over your head. What do you figure I'm supposed to do? Yeah, he's supposed to give me something to eat, man. That's that's part of the that's par for the course. So I'm on in a car traveling from Brooklyn to get to Queens to get on a plane. And this was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. Well, the second time, first time is when I came to this country. I came here when I was three. So now I get to Barbados and the uh my father gets in the car, my uncle meets us at the um at the uh at the train station at the train station at the airport and he gets in and sits on the side. So now I'm thinking, okay, so not only weren't you compensating me for working and you said you couldn't drive, and now you're sitting on the driver's side. I look up, I'm like, I thought you said you couldn't drive. You see a you see a wheel over here? I'm like, oh, okay. My bad. I was wrong. 
the steering wheel is on the opposite side of the road. Who knew? And the roads are narrow. But you would think they would slow down because the road is narrow and the cars. No, I think the narrower the road got, the faster they decided that they needed to drive in the island. So I got there and I'm like, oh, this is the island. This is where I'm from. Wow. This, it gives you a sense of connection, like knowing, oh, okay, there's another part of the world that I had never been to. And my father could swim. So he we took us down, took me to the beach, you know. This was a father-son bonding trip. We go to the beach. I'm in the beach. I can't swim. You know, I, I I don't know how to swim. So I'm just, I'm, I'm playing it cool. He's going out there swimming. And I'm in the water. And I'm like, and I taste salt. So I'm a curious kid. Hey, dad, daddy, how to get the salt in the water? I think that's a reasonable question. Seems like a lot of salt because you can taste it. I can taste it. Salt, salty. How, like, how did they get the salt in the water? Hmm? I don't think he knew the answer to the question because he sucked his teeth. He didn't answer me. He never answered me. I think I might have to give him a call a little later on today and ask him, yo, how did they get the salt in the water? Didn't get an answer. But I knew that there were some things that were different with people who were from the island and everybody was from the island. You know, and you, and you spoke to anyone that was from, from the States. You know, they thought everyone who spoke with an accent was Jamaican. And you just have different islands and everybody's not from, from Jamaica. So there was a need to say that. But then there was this thing where people kind of looked down on people who were from a Haiti. And I couldn't understand why. Like, why? What's the deal? Like, what's wrong? With, why are you looking at people like Haiti as if, as if they're, you know, there's something wrong? And then later on in life, you discover, oh, the Haitians fought for their, for their they fought for their independence. Yo, they revolted. That would be a good bit of information to know. It would instill some pride. Like, yo, they didn't just sit down and take this thing lightly. So it was interesting to see that, you know, after all of these years, there's a, a, a woman prime minister and she's like, yo, it is the time has come for us to stop loitering on the soil of colonialism. I was like, all right, go ahead, that's right, that's right, go for it, that's right, stand up for your independence. Um, it is, it's important, I mean, just to be able to know, like, where you come from, the history, and your place in the world, it gives you a sense of, of, of pride, you know, you kind of, like, yo, oh, this is what I'm a part of? Who knew? Who knew this is what I'm a part of? So it's good to know, good to see. What's also good to see is when I go out and I see um, young entrepreneurs. So I stopped into a place. This is their um, this is their menu, their takeout menu. It's in uh, it's in Stratford, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I don't know why I said Stratford because it's it's like on the border. Flavors famous chicken. It's uh, two brothers. Um, I think I spoke about it before I went in there. I was like, yo, how's the food? I was like, all right. And like, what are they going to say? You're asking someone in the restaurant how their food is. It's a, it's loaded on the front end. Like, they're not going to say, it sucks, man. You, you might not want to come in here and eat anything. You know, the food is awful. They're going to say it's good. So he said it was good. He said, you know what? There was a guy sitting, um, you have the, the counter 
And then you have sort of like the 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 area where you're ordering and placing your order at. There's a guy sitting over there. There's a sort of like a counter with a stool. You can look outside to the street. He's sitting down there eating. He says, yo, the food is good. You'll love it. So I assumed he was a, a customer. It's like, okay. Seems like an unbiased, um, you know, opinion or review. He gets up from there, cleans himself off, cleans himself off, goes in the back, prepares me a, a, um, a side of collard greens. These things were hot. I was like, yo, this is like 10 o'clock at night. The food was still hot. I was like, hmm, this is a good sign. Hot food is always a good thing. I take it. I eat it on the way, you know, at, at some point. It's like, oh, this is good. It's tasty. So I've ordered catfish or whatever from there. Um, so I was like, yo, that's good to see people taking their, their, their passions and turning it into a business. It's like, wow, exciting. See another business in Bridgeport. Um, this one is a little closer to the house. And they, um, yo, it's, it's, it's Chef, Chef Fresh Bentley. This guy was a, he, he, he was, he was, worked for corporate America. Then he got fired and he was like, oh man, what am I going to do? But growing up, he w- watched his parents, he watched his mother and his aunt cook. And so then he decided, you know what? I'm going to start preparing meals. So he was in, he was in Atlanta, you know, different parts of the country. He was in, 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 in uh, Paris and cooking and learned, you know, just applying different skills or whatever. And so now he has he has a, a a a restaurant, sort of like a takeout restaurant that they opened in January, Surf versus Turf. And so you think about their design was strictly takeout. So when the vibrant when when the virus hit, the pandemic and the lockdown, it really didn't negatively impact their business because they were already set up for for takeout. And so to just go in and to see young people entrepreneurs, guys, chef cooking. It was like, yo, this is this is incredible. So I am encouraged every time I see something like that, I see a person, you know, whether it's their business, um, something that they started through a brick and mortar business or an online business or service. I think it's uh it's incredible. It's hopeful to see the the uh the future, the next generation stepping out there and taking their skill, talent, and ability and applying it and using it um, in, in, a, in, a, you know, in a positive way. And then I find it frustrating when I go into a business and they're not online. I'm like, how? 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 Why? Why would you, during this time, not be online? Like, why would you not utilize social media to promote your business? It's like... Everyone had a was in the yellow pages. That's how people would find you. Like nobody uses the yellow pages now. So why would you not utilize social media? And there's this practice that that I um that I can't understand. You go into a restaurant and you see on on the counter business cards. I'm like, why are we still doing this? Like I don't I don't understand. So I took one of each. I'm asking because I I'm curious to find out. So I plan on calling like why like is this an advertisement? This is this is advert. This is not. It's not an advertisement. Man. This is you just you just placed all these cards up there, and now it, this section on the countertop has grown. You know, some people do it. It's it's nice. It's advert. Like you're not you're not an advertiser. Like you don't. What do you get out of it? Like now it's just messy. So this whole section 
on the countertop. It must have been, I would say, a two-foot section. Two-foot by two-foot section. So, of cards. Just different cards with the placeholders. And they haven't been... They haven't been moved, so they're just on top of the counter. So all of the, all of the debris is just kind of hanging out. I'm like, this is not, this is not an advertising. This, this can't come on. This can't be your advertising strategy. Maybe years ago, but this can't be it. Like, I'm just gonna drop a card off at the businesses who come in. That's like you just, it's just disrespectful to me. I just find it annoying. And when this, 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 uh, it was a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I call it sign pollution. They had signs all over the don't do this, don't do that, you know, don't use your no cell phone service while you're at the counter. Like you might find it disrespectful as somebody you want their full attention while you're placing an order. But you can't have a sign up like don't you can because they do. So that and eight by eleven signs. So imagine the front door. You 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 gotta have you gotta have in retail you need to have like the height definer at the door so if in the unlikely event you're robbed you can look and say oh they were about six feet oh they're about five feet four feet whatever it is you'd have that that signage on the wall you know at the exterior as you're going out oh you can see the post there mm. but they had eight by they had signs all over. The door, you can't even, you can't even see who's coming in. So you, it obstructs your view and it just becomes like outdated signs. Not just signs all over the place. Nobody's reading them signs. Like, how are you going to, if I'm placing an order and I happen to have my phone out, just, 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 just hang tight. Just hang tight. So it just becomes like, it's too much, too much signs. Rip, I started to rip all the signs down, but I don't work there and it's not my job. So. Well, that's it like that. It's not my job, but it just it just annoys me when I see these when I encounter these things inside of a retail establishment. But I, I just I say that's to say the if you're an older person, I bumped into this young lady. She had on the mask, so I complimented the mask. It was Mickey Mouse, and inside of the Mickey Mouse, you can see that they had some sort of like Gucci insignia. So I guess it's to make it stylish. I get it. I'm like, oh, that's a nice mask. Your mom's has got skills, you know. And I'm like, oh, is she online. No, no, she old school. Like, she old school. But, like, how, how are people going to find you? Like, the, the apprehension, and I guess it's real, the, appre- the, the fear of, of technology and being able to, you know, embrace technology. Like, this, this, like, it doesn't bite. Like, a mouse, it doesn't bite. Like, I use my iPad, and I'm, I thank God that I, um, that I embraced it early on, or I remember it was in, I was working at a, a high school at the time, and I was in one of the technology classes, one of the, one of the teachers or whatever, black woman, um, you know, she was talking about, you know, she had gotten some, some Macs and some PCs for her classroom, and just the importance of being able to stay abreast of what's going on, and, and uh, you know, she had gotten a grant because the school wasn't really putting out, getting, you know, securing. They would get old stuff. And, like, it's already outdated. The old software, you can't really do anything. She thought it was important to be able to have the technology at your disposal. That's, that's like, it's, it's, it's entry, entry level. Like, you, you have a business, you should have a, 
you should have a website. You should have a presence. You should have a social media presence. Um, there's a there's a store that's opening up, and I guess it's a, a, a another sort of a, a fish place here in Connecticut, but it's franchised out, and um, so they they were doing like a soft launch. They was they 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 secured sponsored ads, and you go to their site, so they they're preparing to come into to Connecticut and hearing this young man's vision from surf versus turf. That's what he wants to do. So you can kind of think and get a feel for, oh, I just hearing the vision. He said, I want a franchise. I want to be able to, to teach young people how to eat and prepare healthy food um, for themselves. And just in terms of building a business model, that's important. At least I think it is. But anyhow, that's it. I recorded a, a uh, an ad for, um, what was it? Wasn't it? It was a charity ad. It wasn't a charity for about voting. So you'll you'll hear it during this episode about voting. <laughs> the importance of voting and voting early. Um, tag on, it slips my mind. Yeah. What's up, Nia? I can't wait to get my book. Nia is on the line. Hope you're doing well. And so yeah, it was it was interesting in terms of, of voting. Go to vote.org. It gives you some information about uh, each of the candidates, even though it's it's more than just a presidential election, the other candidates on the ballot, you can select your choices, save them, bring them with you when you go down to, uh, to, to actually vote or mail in your ballot. So that is it. Exciting stuff. It is a Friday. I don't know what y'all have going on this weekend. I have a couple of episodes to release. I have to get those out. It's always a pleasure. Whatever y'all doing today, y'all make it a good one. I will figure out what day I'm supposed to be on on my push-up challenge and get those done. All right? Take it easy. Peace.